tonight we are continuing with our series which we have named it the enterprise of prayer that is the main topic the enterprise of prayer enterprise of prayer means the prayer in holistic form and tonight we are on the part seven of the enterprise of prayer and we are dealing with uh, the hindrances of prayer we have dealt with the necessity or the importance or significance of prayer we have also looked at the forms of prayer the forms of prayer and how you and I must pray we have looked at how we pray as in communication to God and we have also looked at how we pray also against the works of darkness and we have also looked at praying in tongues and praying in also our understanding for the past three weeks we have been dealing with hindrances to prayer what are the hindrances to prayer and we have dealt with two major hindrances to prayer which is anxiety being anxious that means letting the worries of life overshadow our soul anytime the worries of life is like a cloud it overshadows your soul it kills your spirit so there's no way you can have response to prayer one of the things is that prayer god answers prayer through our spirit he answers prayer through our spirit the moment our spirit know or gets the signal that our prayers have been answered immediately we receive it so bible says in the book of mark chapter number 11 the verse number 23 it says that if you have faith like a master seed you shall say unto this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and if you doubt it not you shall receive it then when he pray believe that he receive it and he shall have it that's the verse 24 meaning that when we pray our spirits must be very quickened and active to accept the results of our prayer or the outcome of our prayer or the what we are looking for because the moment we pray god answers the moment we pray anybody that prays in confidence god answers him when you read the book of john chapter 14 the verse number 14 he says that when you ask you shall receive when you ask you shall receive so john chapter 14 verse 14 admonishes us that anytime we ask god god responds to us hallelujah so when we come into prayer we must believe that god is there for us when you read the book of philippians chapter number four the verse number six it gives us a clue on how anxiety is very troublesome in prayer and if we dealt with how to deal with anxiety worries of life he said we pray a supplication in thanksgiving let our request be known unto him and the peace that surpass all understanding shall rest and abide with us so anytime a man begins to pray a man begins to express himself in prayer not thinking about what he will eat what he will wear or where he will sleep when think about the worries of life the things that chokes our spirit for our spirit not to be free to receive the moment we are able to deal with that bible says then then the peace of god will come upon us how do we deal with worries how do we deal with anxiety the first thing is was to pray so when you read the book of john uh, james chapter number four he says is any of you afflicted let him pray most of the times the worries of life comes in the form of affliction sometimes somebody can say things which will pain you and you are so worried that why are they talking against you what have you done and a whole lot of things the devil can use any means it can be emotional work emotionally psychologically mentally can worry you but bible says that we should be anxious for nothing we should be anxious for nothing that means there's no way we should be anxious because it kills our 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 spirit to receive from the lord we dealt with the last of the things of the world James, that was what we did last week. That James talked about ah, uh, we pray amiss because we pray to consume it upon our last. And most of our prayer is indicative of this. We are so much concerned about the things of the world so much that we lose God in the process. 
and when our prayer is only centered on receiving receiving the things of the world because we the, the, the flesh loves revenge the flesh loves to competition the flesh loves to to be honored so anytime you are praying you are praying for god to make us bigger than somebody that's competition you know when we are in school and we are praying that god should make us pass you don't pray that god should make us pass you pray god should make us first in the class but meanwhile you need you see how hard the competition god should make us first in the class but the first doesn't is if in a class where the last or the first has an average of 50 it's also first right but you've not really passed am i right ah when you go to saito there sometimes the, the first can be can be can be can, can have an average of 45 and that is fail but the moment the person is first he thinks that he has done well he i quite remember in school there were some people who were normally the last the, the last three the last three were about 16 in class that was those times in the secondary school and the last three they were always competing competing among themselves today who which who who would, who would who would carry the class so that was that was that was all so in exams they tried to beat each other so that you will not carry the class the moment the person is one one is able to beat the two he has done well he doesn't think of even coming to the 15th or the first or the moment he's 57th he's okay he has beat them and that is his aim the sense of competition and even in in, in church it happens every time that most people would even want to be rich so that they can be seen in church like they are they are they are something and nowadays we even ordain elders not because they have knowledge in the word of god but because they are rich and they are able to support uh, the church financially it's a big problem human being we want we have a sense of competition we just want to be competitive competitive wherever you find ourselves and that is a big challenge to in the body of christ and a big challenge also to the church and to us we want to feed on our flesh we want to top up god should respond to the needs of our flesh than the needs our spiritual needs so god said that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places and the spiritual blessings is that we being the son of god the spiritual blessings is that we being com connected to god it's, it's a blessing to us we being sons of god what you know what it takes to be a son of god i think one of these days i'll i'll talk about the series the son of god you being the son of god sons of god is is is, is being a son of god is is, is is a priceless thing you have access to the unending riches of jehovah you have access to the spirit that makes god god it dwells inside of you wow and I, I don't know what else we want again than this if we have the spirit of god all that we need we are if we are sons of god all that we need to do is to grow in god grow in the nature of god so that we can be entitled we can have all the, our entitlement like what galatians chapter number four says said an, an heir so far as he's a child is no more than a slave so far as he's a child is no more than a slave that means if you are a child although you are a son of a child, a son of god you are not entitled to anything although you are entitled to all things they don't give anything to you because god will never give something valuable which belongs to him to anyone hallelujah and that's one thing that we should know until we grow so all that you need to do as a child of god is to grow in god grow in the natures or nature of god and that's all other all things shall come your way i believe that god gives according to our growth in him that's why he said in the book of third john the verse number two uh, he said that i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health as thy soul even as thy soul prospereth. so your soul must grow and, and come into alignment with what god wants with the will of god it comes into alignment that at the end of the day you are so synchronized with god to the extent that you think as god thinks you 
you your 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 taste is as God taste your will is as God's as God's wills and that is the beauty of sonship now people of God our taste is no more what God wants our will is no more what God wants we are although in church but the things that we want are not what God wants somebody wants to buy a car so that he will prove among his peers that he has he has he has arrived and that's why he's praying that God should give him a car even a, a woman in church wants to marry because all his peers all her peers are marrying and she's left alone and she feels sad that God has disappointed because she's not married God has disappointed her. the Bible says the value of a man is not in abundance of things that he has right now as I stand here I feel so blessed and I feel so privileged in Christ than any anybody though I may have physical needs I may have physical wants no no needs but wants there are some things I want and I've not had yet but I feel so blessed that sense of blessing is not based on the material things I have but it is based on my closeness to Jesus because he hears me when I call and when he talks also I hear anytime he can instruct me in any way that he wants that is the blessing I'm talking about child of God until we come into this alignment with God we come into this alignment with God then our prayers uh, uh, would be delayed a bit and when you have controlled your taste of the world and you have controlled your lust for the world then God can entrust into your hands the true riches let me tell you we have true riches and we have untrue riches or the riches which are not true so when you read the scriptures very carefully and you spoke about the parable of the sewer he said that there is the deception of riches or deceptiveness of riches the riches that deceives is the riches of this world you can have all they, they can give all to you but yes so you are not satisfied Jesus came to the lake I think in the book of John chapter number 5 or chapter number 4 the lake of Samaria the woman came to him and said give me water to drink and said wow you don't have anything to pull down the water I said if you know who is talking to you you would have given that water because I will give you the water that when you drink you will never test say what kind of turn is that ah but this world we drink and we say which water would would you drink and you never test let me tell you there is a genuine water from the wells of our salvation which when it is given to you you will never test there's a bread when you eat you will never go hungry and there's a riches when given to you you will never go unsatisfied you know that this indeed is God and it's marvelous in our eyes people of God we must grow in Christ in the virtues of God and when I talk about the virtues of God I talk about the fruit of the spirit must be yielded more in us because a tree that do not bear fruit it will be cast out the, the, the fruit of the spirit love patience long-suffering joy peace holiness for without it no one can can see God it must be so abundant in our hearts that we love God to the extent that because of our love for God we hate sin we don't condone to sin even though it is palatable Bible said what has stolen waters is sweet and bread eating in darkness you know they are sweet but I will not eat it I rather eat the bitter the bitter leaf the bitter things of God than to eat the sweet things of the devil our generation has come to a point that now we can't even differentiate between 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 good and evil anymore you can't even differentiate between uh, genuineness and, and 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 things that are not genuine anymore our love for the world is too much that we we, we it is very difficult for us to to control 
people of God listening to me from wherever you are listening to me from check your test for the things of the world now when you talk you look at our music industry and we are talking about the blessings of the Lord we attribute it to the add-ons the things that God add-ons to the blessings the cars the, the, the deceptiveness of riches the glory of this world but let me tell you when the Lord is revealing to you the things that you see as valuable, you, you will never like it. They are so mundane to the extent that when you see them, they are like rubbish before the law. There is a gold that God gives and it's called the refined gold. But nowadays, nobody seeks for that kind of gold anymore. We seek for the, the thing that perishes. The things that perishes tonight if you want our prayers to be answered then our our last must be put into check what is the motive for our prayer why are we praying why are we praying we pray against our enemies that God should kill them and you know what what the motive is the motive is vengeance because they did things to pain you you won't go to to retaliate and pay them back so that you it will satisfy your 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 test for vengeance your test for vengeance imagine somebody came and give, gave a testimony oh god has done something for him for her and that she has two children and they they have been praying for marriage for long but there's a woman in the family who is a witch who has captured their marriage hey so you have seen that the woman is a witch and then he is the one in charge of capture the marriage and has given all the marriages to her, her daughters her daughters are so married and they are married to good people meanwhile her, the one giving the testimony her daughters her daughters are there they are 30 years 30 something years they are not yet married but God has been so good when he came for prayer and he started praying the Lord has been dealing with the woman and God has one of his of her daughters the marriage has collapsed and the second one also is at the verge of collapsing so he's going to give praise to God that God has answered her prayer not God giving her daughter marriage but God dealing with the woman who she thinks that he's a witch and that God is collapsing the marriages of the, 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 the daughters hey Look at such a testimony. So they had to say, no, 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 my woman, this one is not a testimony. <laughs> this one is not a testimony. You know? And I can tell you some, some churches will heal such testimonies. Because the God of vengeance have risen. If it's like, you know, our mentality as, an Af as Africa, we want to pull people down. So anytime we see people, if we are down and they are also down, we are okay. If they go up and we are down, that's a problem. Let us all be down. So, our test for revenge causes us to pray certain kinds of prayers. Hallelujah. A man will sit down, hold there doing nothing, not finding any, building any scale, and he will, he will be praying that God, give me money, give me riches, so that I can buy a car. What do you want that car for? So that you can flex around. Do you think buying fuel every day is easy? If God gives you the car, you go, you will steal. You will steal to buy fuel every day. Maintaining car is not an easy thing. And when they are also praying, they will pray for four-wheel drive. They will pray for uh, 2.8 in 2.8 GVs more, 4.5 liter engine. They will be praying for V6 and V12. Where one room, one gallon is gone room one gallon is gone and this is what they are praying for that and if god doesn't answer them they feel that god has disappointed them what are you doing for for you to merit for god to give you certain is it for his kingdom now our test is no more the kingdom of god and his righteousness the laws in the kingdom the principles that governs the kingdom of god hallelujah tonight i pray that we will come into alignment in the name of jesus christ I speak on one of the most important things 
in, in the, in, that is an hindrance to prayer and it's what we call unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Matthew chapter number 6, the verse number 14. Shall we go there quickly? Matthew chapter number 6, the verse number 14. Jesus taught about prayer and as he as continued to teach about prayer, it got to a point and he said, forgive us our sins, as, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors, our debtors. Forgive our sins as we forgive them who trespass against us. Some versions also say. And say that if you don't forgive, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive your heavenly, your, 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 your neighbor or uh, men their trespasses, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Anybody who has ever prayed the Lord's Prayer, I can tell you that you have brought, you have covenanted with God that God, if I don't forgive other men, don't forgive me my sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I don't forgive other men, don't forgive my sins. Because he said, forgive me as I forgive those who trespass against me. How many of you have prayed that prayer before? Almost every Christian because it's the first prayer we learned in catechism, in, in foundational class. When you become born again, that's the first prayer. The Lord's prayer. Our Father, primary school. We, the moment you have prayed that prayer, you are telling God that the answers to my prayer is hinged on this. That if I forgive others, then you forgive me. If I don't forgive them, do not forgive me. And one thing that makes God incapacitated to support us or to, to, to help us is sin. Isaiah chapter 59, the verse number one. Said the hands of the hands of the Lord is not too short to save, neither the ears too dull to hear. But it is because your hands are filled with sin. Behold, the hand of the Lord is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ears heavy to hear. Continue for me. But what, what, what happened? But your iniquities have separated you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you. He said your iniquities. Iniquities are sins that are habits. Habitual sins. It is a habit. Some, you know, somebody is filled with pride. It is something which is inside. That one is not like, oh, he trespassed a law. That one, he, it, is, it is something which is, it is character. Hallelujah. Somebody who is disrespectful, it is character. So, when we talk about iniquity, iniquity deals with character. Bad attitudes, bad character. Somebody, someone, sometimes you feel that you don't want to talk to anybody. And now you frown your face. When you wake up, especially the woman, they'll tell you it's a mood swing. It's devil swing. That you have become like a devil's pendulum. And he's just swinging you like that. That is what we call iniquity. It has become so habitual as it's a character. That some people, they can't stop lying. Lying is their, is, is, when even you ask them, that's the first thing that will come. Lie will come. They, they, they can never tell the truth. Hallelujah. You can see them holding the thing and say, oh, I'm not holding. This one, no, no, it's not that one. Lying is, is, is like, it's their refuge. The Bible says they have made lying their refuge. They run to it for safety. Hallelujah. That's his iniquity. Said, and your sins have separated God from you. So God hides his face. He doesn't hear the prayer of a sinner. So when you are a sinner, you must first repent before God hears your prayer. You must first repent before God hears your prayer. You must first repent before God hears your prayer. A sinner's prayer, a sinner doesn't pray for God to hear. Listen, people of God, let us know this. A sinner doesn't pray and God hears. A sinner whose prayer is heard by God is a repented sinner. The one who repents. Because without repentance, there's no salvation. Without repentance, there's no salvation. And repentance is change of mind that the thing that I did, I'm not going to do it again. Then when you pray for forgiveness, then the Lord forgives you. So there is even a clause in forgiveness. He said, if your neighbor comes to you and he sins against you and he comes that I have repented, then forgive him. If he doesn't repent, don't forgive him. 
so there's a clause to forgiveness that is until repentance come there's no forgiveness nowadays people come to salvation they come and lift up their hands we have accepted jesus but they have not repented of their sins i can't remember one man said oh you know man of god you the first i used to drink power I, I can drink a crate of beer when i said about when i became born again at least i use it every day i take about two or three and i'm reducing man of god i'll i'll, I'll stop don't worry me are you are you am i the one who saved you listen a repentant heart is that i will not do it again never again will the devil get me with this and he stays far away a repentant man is when he was weak to women but now when he sees them he doesn't stand there he flees runs away the one who sees the blue kiosk and turn and begin to run nobody understand why he's running because, because he was running from the temptation that's standing there for him hallelujah nowadays it's not like that in the old days when people can't born again and he's a drunkard and he stops drinking he will see blue kiosk and will start running because he doesn't even want to look at the kiosk so that the kiosk would, would, would call him and he will cut off from all friends that are that would, would would entice him to go back nowadays we become born again and the same friends that pulls us into temptation we are still hanging around with them people of god until we forgive others of their sins i can tell you we are at a risk of losing answers to our prayer we are at a risk so forgiveness in the context of god is so so important and it shows how matured you are to will what god wants to give to you because when you don't forgive it means that you are still a, an amateur you are so young you are still a baby so god cannot entrust anything into your hands forgiveness shows how strong you have or you have you have matured and let me tell you example jesus even upon all the things that they did to him on the cross that he was it was one of his last statements the father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing until you are able to forgive you don't have the capacity to will answers to prayer because god sees you as a small boy that you cannot have that which god wants to give to you one of the key elements to will the power of god the will the power of god is a man who can forgive irrespective of how painful the thing is you know in christ power is released through pain when a man is able to control pain then power is released bible says jesus even though he was god didn't count himself equal with god but came to die a sinful death he was scorned for our sake he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by the strife that he received we are we are healed said therefore god has exalted him giving him name, the name above every other name at the mention of the name jesus every knee should bow you know paul was able to brag about the pain he has gone through and the power he was he was he willed. listen any man of god you see moving in the new power of god is a man who has suffered for the gospel he has been people has caused him pain so for such the prophets of old also went through nowadays everybody is praying against suffering god should not let you suffer anymore who told you suffering is part of christianity blessed are them that are persecuted for my sake that are people say all manner of things against them for my sake say blessed are them now you don't want people to talk against you then why do you become a christian you don't want people to lie on you why do you become a christian because god knows that power comes from sacrifice and every sacrifice has an element which is pay pay for i will not give anything to god which will not cost me it, it comes out of pain that's why christianity came out of sacrifice pure sacrifice jesus had to sacrifice and he willed the power of god now you want butter and bread christianity i can there's no butter and bread christianity 
the reason why we are losing power that fetish priests can summon a man of God that come and apologize to us we have lost it the place of suffering the place of suffering is no more we are now enticed with the glory that came after the suffering and we don't want to suffer when, the, when God was calling Paul that's why Paul was so much in he was he was in depth in God's word he was he demonstrated unusual power Bible says special miracles Paul was wield a lot of power and he was in depth in God's word you know what when God called him I will show you how much he, he will suffer for the gospel suffer Say, I boast in my affliction that I have been afflicted. That's why he said, I bear in my body the mark of Christ. Therefore, let no one disturb me. Let no one, because I bear in my body the mark of Christ. The mark of Christ is given to those who suffer for him. Yes, still they forgive. The reason why we are praying against, sometimes we are praying against our enemies is because somebody insulted us and won't go to strike that person. We do vigils all night praying that God should strike somebody. It shows how, how immature we are. Immature we are. Now the, the churches are full of immature people so there's no power available. Oh, how Peter never gloried in raising the, the, the man at the beautiful gate. He never gloried in, 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 the, in, 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 in raising the man at the beautiful gate. Saying that, oh, we have prayed. And somebody was raised. A, a cripple was raised. Hallelujah. And it was a testimony. He never even shared that testimony to anybody. It was the man. It was the man who, 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 who was raised from the dead. He was praising God and he shared that testimony. But what was the testimony of Peter? Peter said, don't look at us as if we are men of, 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 of miracles. We didn't do it. It was Jesus. But when Peter was beaten in the temple and John, they came back rejoicing because they have been beaten. For Jesus, we thank you Jesus for allowing us to suffer for your namesake. How many of us are willing to suffer for the namesake of Jesus? We are no more. There are no more people who are ready to die for the gospel. Now everybody wants beautification Christianity. Someone said, man of God, why are you in the village? Why are you in this, in this village preaching here? Because when you look at your ministry, there's opportunity in the city for you. He said, well, this is where God placed me. This is where God placed me. And, and, I, and I'm happy to be there. I'm happy. God has a way of dealing with it. But when we are able to forgive people who hate us, then we prove to God that we are ready for what he wants to do. Let not our sins be hanging around us because it's a weight that God will not add on anything to it. It doesn't matter how if anything is a weight it doesn't matter even if i add gold to it it increases the weight though gold is good hallelujah imagine you are holding rubbish and you are struggling and i have gold to give to you i would rather think about your suffering so i will not give you the gold but meanwhile gold will help you and because of the weight i can't add the gold to you that's how sin unforgiveness is like You pray and pray and pray and see God doesn't answer because you are holding sins. Second thing I want to talk about tonight is what I call doubt. Doubt. Doubt is a proof that you don't believe God. It's a real proof that you don't believe that God is able, one, willing, two, to do that which you are requesting of you. It's a proof that you don't believe. What is doubt? 
Doubt is having double-minded, being double-minded about what you are asking God for. Hallelujah. Sometimes we are asking God for something, but we are having a second strategy. That in, in case God doesn't do it, there's, there's another way I can use to get what God is doing. Hallelujah. I believe you understand it. Sometimes we pray, God, I, I want to, I want to get married. I want to get married. Lord, your will be done. I want a man of your choice. But deep within our hearts, we have, we have given our specs in our mind. That God see that specs in our mind. So, when God has not even, is even bringing somebody, you still have that specs in your, in your heart that God, that is what I want. Though you are praying that God, <laughs> I want your will. But indeed, you want God to do your will. Not his will. Are you getting it? Another example is God, I need I need you to tonight, today, I, I need about maybe 20, 20 Ghana cities or 200 Ghana cities for, for my, my bills. Because God, things are bad and I know you can do a miracle. God, I believe in you that I believe in the name of Jesus and I, then I receive. I receive what you have for me. But deep within your heart, you know that it is not God you are depending on. There's an uncle you are you are you are you are you are going to see not depending on God. So as you are praying, you doubt that God will bring it anywhere. It's only that uncle that's with or sometimes even your boyfriend who you go and then raise the money. You know how to raise the money. And many a time they will come to church and they'll come and give testimony that it is God who helped them. Hey! <laughs> Uh, some will have will go through evil ways to have a testimony and they come and share Me, they doubt their God and do many of I tell you when you read the book of James chapter number 1 verse James number chapter number 1 verse 6 chapter number 1 let's go there quickly when you are double minded you can never receive anything from God he said Bible said he's like a, a, a wave he's like a wave double mindedness and so many of us, you know, the devil has made it so real to us. Has made things so real to us that we doubt God. Because he has shown us way, ways to get things than the old rugged ways by prayer. So now if you don't know that when men of God are even praying for church growth, that church will grow, our mindset is that we have strategies either than God's strategy increase crowd not to increase discipleship that we 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 have our way not god's way we have our way not what god's way that even miracles that we pray for we fake them i have seen some they fake miracles they fake them so that people will believe so are, they, are you pointing them to God or you are pointing them to other things? They fake miracles. They intentionally fake it. Come, let us do something. You, uh, today, as I'm going to pray, I'm going to prophesy to you, uh, you are sick. So act as if you are, you are careful. Be in a wheelchair. You are sick. When I pray for you, I will prophesy to you and tell you where the sickness came. Just respond that it is true, Papa. It is true, Papa. Papa, prophesy. Papa, prophesy. When I finish, when I finish, I'll tell you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Just rise up. If you walk fast, they will catch you. So just do some supervising. You are falling, you are falling. Then you rise and you start running. The moment this comes, people will see it and give praise to Jesus. Ah. Then the person they will, they will do the, they will act it. It is acting in the house of God, acting. Then we gullible, gullible Christians. Who cannot think for themselves and see between the lines who raise their hands who raise, God has done the great things then the end point is one sow seed so by energizing your faith through this now we doubt that God can even save in the church we doubt that God can even save 
among people we doubt that God can even save anymore that's why people come to church and they don't even trust our Jesus anymore because they have been the devil has played church to the extent that people are doubting our God where is the authentic God of Israel where is the genuine God of Elijah where is the God whom we heard of where is the God that Peter demonstrated where is the God that Paul spoke about where is he it's not he is not in words he's in power a double-minded person cannot receive anything from God that you come to God and your mind is also somewhere <laughs> oh goodness I pray that our generation will come to a point where we believe God solely one thing I've grown to do is that even if anybody will do good to me I know it is God who did it I don't give I, I thank individuals for them for God using them to bless me but I, I I give praise to God because he's the one who did it if God doesn't touch the heart of anybody nobody can do good to you it doesn't matter who you are ah. he's the one who can touch somebody's heart and today can change your destiny it's God so when I'm going to God I know that he is the doer of all things but he does it through men my eyes are not on men my eyes are on God. That's why when you walk like this, faith comes into play. Then I spoke to somebody and said, God, I, I have limited you in my thinking. You have limited you in my, in, my, in my thinking. Because sometimes you plan according to what you have. You don't plan according to what God has. But I think that we should, we should take that thinking and planning as as, as, as God has doubt a double minded person is unstable in his ways and how can God give an unstable person something unstable person you know in life when you say somebody is unstable what does it mean or mental naturally when somebody is unstable oh, oh, oh you don't believe that's how it is this one is a bemwa I was like, hey, where did you been more? Today I had, I had, I, I, I had a story of somebody who was going to marry. How can you marry somebody who's mentally unstable? So they are, they were doing the aure and they were waiting. So the man was waiting for the wife from twelve o'clock to seven o'clock. From twelve o'clock to seven o'clock, he wasn't coming. So when they called, they said, hey. Mental came, the mental came. When they were bringing the woman, then the mental came. You know, they, <laughs> he displayed some evidence of, <laughs> of instability. So they had to wait and, and cage the woman. So by the time the woman came, his dress was even torn. Her dress was even torn. <laughs> so you see, how can you marry an unstable person? Somebody who has mental. God will never entrust anything, anything good to a mentally unstable person and when we ex ex exhibit some traits of doubt we are telling God that we are mentally unstable so don't give to us how can we deal with doubt you must have true trust in Jesus that there is no other way than to trust in Jesus for our God is good it doesn't matter how how the thing goes he will come through for us he is the only one who will answer our prayer. When we have a singleness of heart. The Bible said, if your eyes be single, then your body shall be full of what? Light. Singleness of heart. Singleness. Without doubt. Singleness. You always have results. When you are single, because God has said in his word, his words he has exalted above himself, that God will not deny him of fulfilling his word he said i will not send my word void isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 i will not send my words void it will accomplish that which i said i sent it to do god's word is stable thy words are yea and amen it never fails i believe in your word 
I believe in the word. The word of God will always prosper. It will always accomplish that which it was sent to do. I believe. That's why when I go through anything, I just pick up scriptures and I begin to see what God is saying concerning what I'm going through. Please, whatever you are going through, it is not too hard for God to do for you. I can tell you that what you are going through, you are not the first person to go through. It has happened separately in scripture where you can have spiritual, scriptural reference to back your demand before the Lord. Bring it before the Lord. Nowadays, we are bent on praying without, without scriptures. Our prayer must be backed with scriptures. Bring it back to God. Let God see. He said, put me into remembrance and let us argue together. And if thou be justified, if you are right, you'll be justified. Anytime, bring it before the Lord. Tonight, I just want to complete it. And the last point, I've spoken about sin already. Sin and forgiveness, I spoke about the two of them. And the last one to deal with is people maltreating others. Maltreating others. If you don't treat others right, don't expect God to answer your prayer. If you are, you are working with people, you don't give them their, their, their due. What is due them? The person, you know that the person is supposed to pay 300 Ghana cities. Then you pay the person 200 Ghana cities. You are cheating them. Know that you have a God in heaven. You have a God in heaven who is watching you. You are there. You are living with somebody's, your, your, somebody's child. It's like uh, uh, these people who have help, house helps. You have a house help. And you are maltreating that house help. And you think that God will answer your prayer. Be careful. Be careful. God doesn't answer prayers of wicked people. Probably the ways of the wicked shall perish. The ways of the wicked earth shall perish. You are so wicked to people. You work with people and you steal from them. You are stealing from them. And you are coming to give testimony that is the God who is doing it. Be careful. You are stealing from them. You want God to answer your prayer. Be careful. And one of the easiest things we steal is time. <laughs> it's time. We steal time. You are supposed to come to work by 5. They will come by 7. You know you are stealing time. Because the person is paying you according to the, the times you spend. And some of us, we work in companies. When we go, we, the time, instead of us to report at 8, and we know that we are going late, 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 we, we, will, we, we will backdate and rise 7.45. Meanwhile, we came at 8.30. And you are lying. You think that when you pray, God will answer. The unbelievers are doing you as well, you are also being saved. What's the difference between the two of you? You are still in time. Oh, your boss has something. Then you'll be. Maybe you are selling Gary. You are selling Gary. Because your boss has not quantified them in Oloka. You just take some Oloka and go and sell at the back to take care of yourself. You even eat, eat, eating, eating it. You must ask for your boss before you eat it. Because he pays you. He knows that that pay is enough for you. If you are paid, maltreating others, let me come to uh, what what Peter said in the book of First First Peter chapter three. He said, "Husband, if you maltreat your wife, I, the Lord, I will not answer your prayer. The Lord will not answer your prayer." When you maltreat your wife, when you make sure your wife is crying and you are going to pray to God and you are going to cry to God to, to answer who? You must answer the cry of your wife. You answer the cry of your wife before you go and cry unto God. Because the head of the family is the husband. So your husband, you are like the Lord. You are, you are the God to your wife. That's what God says. The husband, you are a God to your wife. You are a God to your wife. So, if you cause your, 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 your wife to cry and you want God to bless you, it's another thing. 
So answer the prayer of your wife before you come to me. The same also goes. You are a wife. You treat your husband anyhow. Then you come and you are praying. You are a joker. You are a joker. You are just joking in the house of God. And so many people, they will not respect their husbands, but they will rather want to respect their wife, their, their pastor and, 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 and God. You are wasting your time. You show so much disrespect to your husband and you come before God as if you were a saint. You were a joker. It's hard time that house of God will tell you the truth. The reason why our prayers are not answered is because of these things. That's why we must all come before God and ask forgiveness. Lord, forgive us. So one, one of the, my normal prayers is forgiveness. I'm, because I don't know where, where, where I fought it. So God, forgive me. And in as much as I'm praying forgiveness, I'm also praying that anybody who hurts me, God help me be able to forgive them. The one thing is that you will never find me having people in my heart. I've tried to develop tough skin and deaf ears. So people, kids of you don't worry me anymore. I have a very tough skin. You, no matter what you do, will help me, I don't care. Because every kind of, every kind of pain I've gone through before, every kind of pain, broken heart, what again? Broken chest. Rejection. Parental death. Me, my parents are dead in my ear, my, my my brain. They are dead. But today, when they die, it don't bother bother me. My children doesn't bother me. Nothing bothers me. The only one I'm trying to adjust is my wife. If anything happens to her, I don't want to worry. Me. That's the only thing I'm, I'm trying to adjust. But now, if I'm able to kill her in my mind, then I'm gone. That one is I've committed suicide. I've, that one is suicide. Because the two are one. Two have committed suicide. I'm gone. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm trying. If I'm able to go. Bible says, if you don't forsake your wife, you'll <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying. That one, I'm crazy. On one you have to say cow. I'm gone. I'll win the marathon. That's what that's what that's how it is. You must be able to have a heart that only it is single to Jesus alone. Hallelujah.